Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Here we are again, yes, walking the talk and living the love. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful, isn't it? Yes. So, let us begin with a prayer, a blessing. Let's turn within and partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, remembering our divinity and the divinity of all life. So I invite you to do as I'm doing and place your hand on your heart and breathing deeply. We're grateful. We're grateful to consciously connect and commune with spirit. Yes, so grateful right now to call upon the divine, to anchor into an awareness of the divine and to make ourselves available for living the love. Yes, invoking divine grace and divine faith into our awareness, we give thanks right now that healing is available, total healing right now. We're calling it forth, we're accepting it, we're allowing it, and we're saying yes to sharing the benefits with everyone. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. So, right now, uh, a lot of people have been letting me know that they've been doing the deep forgiveness work. And uh, one of the things in my classes is I offer people a tool for forgiveness, whether it's self-forgiveness or forgiving someone else. It works just the same, and it's a a letter. It's a process, a healing letter process that uh, has been so beneficial to so many, including myself, most definitely. And I offer it very often, frequently on a regular basis at my blog at jenniferhadley.com, where you can download it there. And I also offer it at Living a Course in Miracles. Uh, com, com, and we are getting ready to launch Living a Course in Miracles 3, the next 8-week, 16-class, totally free teleclass, and we've got a great group of folks lined up to uh, do this class with me. I can't wait, actually. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. So we've got 
Gary Renard and David Hoffmeister and John Mundy and Rhonda Britton and, uh, gosh, Colin Tipping, lots of great, great people who are going to share with us all about how they walk the talk and live the love, and you can sign up for that. So there are several different places where you can download for free my living, uh, rather my forgiveness letter. And uh, people always send me testimonials of how profoundly shifted they feel after doing the forgiveness letter, including people who are feeling deeply depressed, even suicidal, have had major breakthroughs doing this simple forgiveness letter, which costs nothing. There's no expense involved. It's totally my gift to you and your gift to yourself when you actually write the letter. So you can go grab that at jenniferhadley.com or livingacourseofmiracles.com. And forgiveness, as we know, the teaching of A Course in Miracles is all about forgiveness. And it's interesting, very often I will have a conversation with somebody or get an email from somebody who's been studying the Course for many years, and yet they're confused about how to forgive. How do I forgive? What is true forgiveness? Now, A Course in Miracles tells us that true forgiveness is realizing that our experience, our human experience, is illusion. It's happening in the mind and our eternal spiritual nature, our higher self, our Holy Self, our I Am Presence, our divinity is not hurt or damaged. Our divinity is not broken. Our divinity is not betrayed. Our divinity is not crucified. Our divinity is not damaged. Although we and our human experience might feel all of those things, betrayed, crucified, damaged, broken, hurt, heartbroken. Our spiritual self is indeed infinite, eternal, and perfectly intact. So the teaching of A Course in Miracles is for us to remember our divinity and our perfection and that there's the appearance that we've been broken or hurt. But in true reality, in divine reality, we are still perfect, whole, and complete. Now, for A majority of human beings, that is one thing to put on paper as a concept, and it's another thing to actually hold it in our mind in a way that is peaceful and satisfying. It's very challenging to do that. So for me, I think of our human experience as just that. It's an experience. It's not who we are. It's not what we are. But it is an experience, and our experience is very vivid. So it might not be real with a capital R because we're experiencing the illusion of Maya, the dream of Maya in, in our mind, and so our body is not eternal. Our body is not real with a capital R. Now, some people, some Course in Miracles folks, they go to this place in their mind where they say, well, it's not really happening, so why would I let it bother me? 
And that to me feels like a, it can feel like a denial or a bypass. Because even if the illusion is not real, which I truly believe, our experience is our experience and our emotions are part of that experience. And our emotions and our experience let us know what we're thinking. So paying attention to what our experience and our feelings are helps us to recognize where in our thinking have we gone astray? Where in our thinking are we thinking thoughts that are producing this form, this content, this effect of our experience? So if we just deny this isn't really happening, I don't know how we actually learn from it. Because... A Course in Miracles says that all learning is actually unlearning. So if you think of it this way, that we have learned to look at life through the conditioned view. We've learned to look at life through our point of view, our perspective. And so we're looking at life through the lens of our history, of our experience. And I like to use the word karma so for me, my life experience is a summary of my karma, good and bad, if you will. My karma, positive and negative. So if I'm experiencing pain and suffering, it's because I'm holding on to attachments, cravings and aversions. And it is the cravings and aversions, these judgments, these needs, these revulsions, all of that that's creating my suffering. The thought that I should have something I don't or I shouldn't have to experience something that I am experiencing. Those opinions and judgments are what create my suffering. So part of the forgiveness practice is to forgive myself for Believing these judgments are real and true. Forgiving myself for having an attachment. And this is a very high level of spiritual unfoldment that many people are not willing to do until they're willing to do it. So for me, my feelings going, I can Go into the healing through my feelings. Paul Farini is a great teacher of this. He was one of the teachers in Living a Course in Miracles last year. Did some beautiful work. He has wonderful books and programs. And one of the things that he shared with people about truly living a course in miracles and truly walking the talk and living the love is we cannot deny our feelings that actually the feelings are supporting us in realizing what we're thinking that's not true that's not in alignment with the truth and what i have uh, been so grateful for is my own realization that When I'm feeling upset and emotional, 
It's like a divine alarm clock going off to instruct me, to refer me, to look at what is it that I'm believing and thinking is true that's not actually true. So then I can forgive myself for having gotten an attachment to a point of view. And over and over and over again in my healing, it's been all about releasing my attachment to my point of view. And sometimes giving up our attachments to our point of view is excruciating. It's amazing. I get calls all the time from people who are really upset with their loved ones. They're upset with their wife. They're upset with their husband. They're upset with their child. They're upset with some relative or friend or some coworker, some neighbor, some person in the world that's not behaving the way they think they should be behaving. And there's a tremendous upset because of the difference in opinion between what is happening and what they think should be happening. And so that discrepancy is what what people feel is causing their suffering, you know. And and it can be things like um, my spouse is having an affair and I think that they shouldn't be having an affair. And that's what's creating my suffering. And that, you know, it's the fact that my spouse is having an affair that I am suffering. It's the fact that I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills this month that I am suffering. This is what people believe. What I've come to see in my own life, in my own experience, that I am never upset for the reason I think I am. So, and I have been upset so many times. (laughs) I used to think it was my profession to be upset. Oh, I just thought it was my job to take offense at everything. And so I realized that it's true. I was not upset for the reasons I thought I was. That in fact, I was upset because I was giving myself permission to judge my loved ones. Now, if this is a topic that really resonates with you, I did a show uh, just just a few weeks ago, a month or so ago, about you're never upset for the reason you think. And it's really worth understanding this. So I go back to this all the time. Now, in forgiveness, the key, the ever-loving key to true forgiveness, as far as I'm concerned, is a willingness to surrender, to give up, to make a holy offering of the opinions and judgments. You can't have true forgiveness without saying to yourself, declaring and meaning and fully embodying the desire to give up the judgments and opinions. You can say you forgive someone. And you can say, you know, I'm forgiving this because it's not really happening. I'm I'm forgiving the, the person who stole all my money. I'm forgiving my spouse who cheated on me because these things aren't really happening. This is an illusion. You can say that until the cows come home. But I, I don't know. I don't know. The only way I know to get to true forgiveness 
is to say, I'm not going to judge it anymore. It's not for me to judge. I am interested in loving. This is my commitment to be loving. And I'm going to keep my focus and attention on being loving. And I can say that I don't like that this happened. I'm very upset by it. But I do not need to be the judger of it. Now, how do I get there? One of the ways that I have been able to get there and really live in that place much of the time, not all of the time, but much of the time, is lesson number 68, Love Holds No Grievances. I love this lesson. I think it is my favorite lesson, Love Holds No Grievances. And it says, you who are created by love, like itself, can hold no grievances and know yourself. So you can't really know who you are. You can't know your true identity if you give yourself permission to hold on to grudges and grievances. To hold a grievance is to forget who you are. When you're holding on to a grievance, then you have forgotten that you're one with the one and that you are fully empowered with the kingdom pre-installed. If you're holding on to a grievance, then you're not seeking first the kingdom. So you're not accessing everything else being added unto you. So you're denying yourself your healing. You're denying yourself abundance and prosperity. You're denying yourself all that you really deeply desire when you choose instead to give yourself permission to hold on to a grievance. It's interesting. It took me so long to get this lesson. I pursued it and pursued it and pursued it long, long time before I was actually willing to hold myself accountable and hold no grievances. So one of the things that I'll just mention to you, I have a YouTube channel, and so there's a lot of videos there. Of course, they're all free. Jennifer H. Hadley is my YouTube channel. I have a video on holding yourself accountable. Accountability is your power tool. I invite you to watch that and see if that's of value to you. But right now, we're going to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. Living the love and walking the talk right here on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. So we're back, and uh, as we were leaving for the break, I was letting people know that I have a whole bunch of videos at YouTube, Jennifer H. Hadley, and that's the name of my YouTube channel, (laughs) and you can subscribe to it, so when I post a new video, you get an email, and uh, there's a number of videos there, so I'm inviting you to go watch the Accountability is Your Power Tool video and um, there's also one about forgiveness so there's a, a number of ones that you might find helpful in really training yourself to hold yourself accountable to holding no grievances this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life I've run a marathon 
I ran the New York Marathon, and I I've started a ministry, became a science of mind practitioner, went through all the ministerial training. I uh, took care of my my parents during my mom's long illness and and her um, transition, her death, and uh, I have been through all kinds of things. And the hardest thing that I have ever done in my life is training my mind to hold no grievances because I was so attached to the grievances. And it's so true what it says in the Course, to hold a grievance is to forget who you are. If you forget who you are, you will think that life is hard and difficult if you forget who you are. It says in the Lesson 68, Love Holds No Grievances, it is as sure that those who hold grievances will forget who they are as it is certain that those who forgive will remember. And it says also, to hold a grievance is to see yourself as a body. So when we are holding on to the resentments and the regrets, the unforgiveness, then we are locking ourselves into the conditioned view of seeing ourselves as a body. As long as we see ourselves as a body, we are seeing a limited view. So that is going to affect our experience of loving relationship. It's going to affect our experience of finances, prosperity, and abundance. It's going to affect every single minute of every day in terms of our experience of feeling like we are in the flow of the all good. We can't feel that we are connected to the flow of all good and hold on to grievances. We have to choose one or the other. And it really is a choice between fear and love. For me, I prefer to think of it as a choice between unity and separation, oneness and separation. Love holds no grievances. So our true nature is love. So it is not our nature to hold grievances. It's not our nature to be constricted. That's why it feels so darn uncomfortable when we go into fear and lack and limitation and unforgiveness. Now, there are many prosperity teachers. We all know that. (laughs) They're so evident in the world. There's a million books and a million teachings about prosperity. And many of the prosperity teachers teach us that prosperity is linked to forgiveness. Now, I'm going to tell you an experience that I had some years ago. So I had an experience that was a betrayal. And it was, it felt like uh, a really pretty intense betrayal. Pretty intense. And... It, it uh, I don't need to go into the details because they sure don't matter anymore. And I was holding on to, for a couple of months, I was holding on to this sense of resentment. And I was holding on to uh, some judgment. 
against the the person who had betrayed me, who had acted maliciously towards me. And I was really having a little bit of trouble letting it go. I thought I was right. Oh, I thought I was right. And I, I actually kind of cherished thinking that I was right, believing that I was right. And so when I would think about it, I would feel that sense of upset because I was holding on to this grievance. So I couldn't remember that I was a being of love and light, that my nature was perfection and wholeness and abundance because I was holding on to this grievance. So as I held on to this grievance, I began to experience a constriction in my finances. And I blamed that constriction in my finances on the person that had betrayed me. So I thought I was justified. Here I am, I'm experiencing this betrayal, and then I'm experiencing this situation of lack and limitation that is a direct result of the betrayal. And I'm blaming them for the betrayal and the limitation and the the financial challenge. And none of it is my fault. I'm an innocent victim. <laughs> That's how I was feeling. So what happened was through my spiritual practice of prayer and meditation and dedicating myself to awakening to the truth and remembering love... I finally decided, you know what? I don't need to hold on to this grievance. Come on. Time for me to release the judgment that I hold against this person. Yeah, it's true. They acted maliciously towards me. Yeah, it's true. It created a financial challenge for me. And I realized that the reason that I was having a challenge for giving was because I was having a challenge forgiving myself, of course, forgiving myself for having become enmeshed with this person who was not trustworthy and who betrayed me. So it was really myself that I was having trouble forgiving. A Course in Miracles actually teaches us that all forgiveness is self-forgiveness because we're one with each other. If we're all one, it's always about self-forgiveness. There is no other. But for a minute or a couple of months, as it turns out, I kind of liked thinking that there was an other and blaming my financial challenges on them until I thought, you know what, this is not helping and this is not what I teach and I have to walk my talk. So that's why the name of this radio show is Walking the Talk, Living the Love. Because we can study it backwards and forwards. We can memorize it. But if we don't live it, it doesn't mean anything. It's just information rattling around in our heads that actually creates a tremendous distraction. So many spiritual seekers get trapped in this idea that they have all this information and they know something. But if you don't live it, if you're not actually walking the talk and living the love, then you don't really understand what it is. Because if you really understand what the teaching is, you will want to live it to the best of your ability in every moment. And that's what happened to me. As I 
just realized I don't want to hold a grievance against anyone, myself or anyone else. So I have to forgive myself and them, and there's no difference. And true forgiveness is is realizing that there is nothing to judge. All there is, is, at least all there was for me was, there were a series of decisions that were made, and I wouldn't have made some of those choices to enmesh myself with that person if I had been totally in my heart the entire time. If I'd been totally in my heart the entire time, I wouldn't have gotten so enmeshed with that person. So I learned something. I learned something about living the love. I learned something about walking the talk. And so I could forgive myself and realize that there was nothing to forgive them for. They were teaching me. I was learning. And I'm grateful to learn anything at all. Because when I can learn something, I can share the benefits of that learning with everyone. Because I'm one with them. And that's what I love doing. I love extending and sharing the benefits of the heart opening with everyone. So I learned not to hold a grievance. Now here's the really, really cool thing. The minute that I mentally made up my mind and was absolutely decided that I wasn't going to hold the judgment anymore, I wasn't entitled to hold the judgment anymore, I was not going to give myself permission to hold the grievance anymore. In that moment when I really said, okay, I'm done, that's that. Instantly, I heard a voice say very clearly. Now, another way to say this, I felt a voice say very clearly. I got a message very clearly that was felt like you could call it the Holy Spirit, my guides, my angels, doesn't really matter to me. But I got a clear perception, a message that said, You're not going to have to worry about money ever again. That's it. Right there. And do you know what? I haven't worried about money since then. I really haven't. Now, do I have any more money than I had then? I might have a little bit more, but I have no worries or concerns. That's a huge difference. I used to worry about money. Now I don't worry about money. What is the real difference? The forgiveness. The forgiveness. Did anything change in the circumstances in order to make me forgive or coerce me to forgive? No. If anything, things were constricting in my circumstances. And the, the suffering that I was feeling as a result of the constriction led me to do the forgiveness work. So we're always being pulled by the vision and pushed by the pain. To, to quote Michael Beckwith, he says, you're, you're pushed by the pain until you're pulled by the vision. I really believe that the vision is always pulling us and the pain is always pushing us. So if we're still suffering, then we 
are still cherishing our grievances because love holds no grievances. So if you're experiencing a financial challenge, I bet you you're holding on to some big grievances. And I invite you to grab that forgiveness letter off of jenniferhadley.com or livingacoursemiracles.com and use it. Yes, it works. It worked for me. (laughs) To hold a grievance is to see yourself as a body. To hold a grievance is to let the ego rule your mind and to condemn the body to death. Perhaps you do not yet fully realize just what holding grievances does to your mind. It seems to split you off from your source and make you unlike God. It makes you believe that God is like what you think you have become. For no one can conceive of his creator as unlike himself. So as long as you are holding on to grievances, you are going to hold the belief. Hidden or not, you'll hold the belief that the Mother, Father, God presence, the infinite creator, is also holding grievances against you when it's not true. There's such a huge cost to holding on to grievances. And that whole teaching of you're never upset for the reason you think, what I have found is that the vast majority of people, if they're feeling upset, it's true. They're not upset for the reason they think. They are upset because they're holding a grievance by their own choice. So if you're committed to a spiritual walk and you're committed to up-leveling your walk to match that spiritual talk, then holding a grievance is in complete contradiction to that and it will create a sense of suffering. You will feel on some level that you're not in alignment, you're not congruent, you're not in agreement. And this is true for many people. I was shocked when I offered the first Living a Course in Miracles classes that so many Course in Miracles people wrote to me and said that they hadn't been walking the talk and it actually never occurred to them to live the love and walk the talk. They were so busy studying that big blue book that they didn't even consider how to actually put it into practice. They were mentally understanding it without living it emotionally in their heart. So it's when we align our heart and mind that we really get into the power and the presence of God as our very life. It says here, Lesson 68, Shut off from yourself, which remains aware of its likeness to the Creator, to its Creator. Yourself seems to sleep, while the part of your mind that weaves illusions in its sleep appears to be awake. So this is what happens is we, when we hold grievances and entertain them as being something that's worthwhile, it's a worthwhile activity, it's a worthwhile thing for us to pour our precious life energy into, then we are creating this deep sense of separation from our true identity. 
He who holds grievances denies he was created by love, and his creator has become fearful to him in his dream of hate. Who can dream of hatred and not fear God? So what happens is we become fearful of God when we allow ourselves to entertain these grievances. It's really not rocket science. So the, the, the deep and profound miraculous healing is what assists us, is what comes forward rather, when we decide to hold no grievances. And there's a great joy that emerges when we decide to hold no grievances. Well, right now, don't hold a grievance against me. It's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. Live in the love, baby, and walk in the talk on Unity Online Radio. with childlike wonder what is the nature of god who is jesus what is the christ how do we know what we know when you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical intangible aspects of life you are on some level a student of metaphysics new from unity house and nearly five years in the making heart-centered metaphysics a deeper look at unity teachings is now available this is paul hasselbeck author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So, we're giving up our grievances in order to have abundance and prosperity. Jesus, the master teacher, said, I think it was John 10.10, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. What does that mean? He demonstrated to us 
that we're eternal beings. He demonstrated to us that we res- can resurrect and ascend. So let us resurrect our hearts and minds to our true identity as spiritual beings. Recognizing that I am that I am. So the I am presence is that perfection that we are. The only reason we don't experience that deep connection and perfection is because we're more interested in holding on to our grievances. Our grievances cost us everything that we think we want, right? So if what we really want is abundance and prosperity, if what we really want is peace and harmony, joy, right relationship with our loved ones, if that's what we most deeply desire, we can't hold on to the grievances, But this is the thing that I have seen in my life, and I still see it on a regular basis. Now it's little ways. Before it was huge. It was all-consuming. But it's when we give ourselves permission to nurture and cherish a grievance against anyone or anything, it is going to absolutely decimate our experience of our spiritual connection. So if you really would like to experience the flow of love and prosperity in your life, you really, really, really must give up all grievances. He who holds grievances denies he was created by love and his creator has become fearful to him in his dream of hate. So, you know, we're going to avoid this experience, this connection, this flow with God when we are cherishing our grievances. We're going to think that God is going to hold a grievance against us. It says, it is is sure that those who hold grievances will redefine God in their own image as it is certain that God created them like himself and define them as part of him. It is as sure that those who hold grievances will suffer guilt as it is certain that those who forgive will find peace. It is as sure that those who hold grievances will forget who they are, as it is certain that those who forgive will remember. You know the teaching, teach only love, for that is what you are. You can't do that if you're holding grievances. So if you have children and grandchildren, And you're trying to teach them about a life of love and living the love. You've got to be it. They're not going to listen to your words. We all know that. So how do you be the love? Love is your true identity. Love is your natural state. Be willing to give up the grievances that hide the light of love in you. It says, would you be willing to relinquish your grievances if you believed all this were so? That you could have the the everything that you deeply desire. Perhaps you do not think you can let your grievances go. That, however, is simply a matter of motivation. So what will motivate you to give up your grievances? If living a peaceful life doesn't motivate you, 
If being prosperous and abundant doesn't motivate you, if having great loving relationships doesn't motivate you, if healing your body and your mind doesn't motivate you, what would? What would? To me, these are great motivations. And it says, if you succeed even by ever so little, there never will be a problem of motivation ever again. Lesson 69 says, my grievances hide the light of the world in me. No one can look upon what your grievances conceal because your grievances are hiding the light of the world in you. Everyone stands in darkness and you beside him. But as the veil of your grievances is lifted, you are released with him. Share your salvation now with him who stood beside you when you were in hell. He is your brother in the light of the world that saves you both. So this is such a beautiful teaching. It is wonderful to be able to release those clouds, those, those thoughts of pain and suffering that obscure the light of the world in you and in your view. You have this ability. No one can do this for you. And think of it this way. How many people do you know, and you may be one of them, you really deeply desire to share your gifts and talents in the world, to shine your gifts and talents in the world, and to share your passions, to share your creativity. Maybe you you really desire to share and be in a loving relationship, a romantic partnership that's deeply and profoundly fulfilling. Perhaps you would like to write a book or become a healer or do something that's really beneficial in the world. Or maybe you already have a, a healing practice. Maybe you already are a teacher or a writer, but for some reason you're just not really being successful. If you're holding on to grievances, it is absolutely guaranteed that you're going to hide the light within you because you're not going to want people to get too close. If you're claiming on the surface, if you're claiming that you are available for love, You're available to shine your gifts and talents in the world. But underneath the surface is this murky, dark pack of grievances. There's all this ugliness, right? And and that's the ugliness is you not walking your talk, you not living the love. And you know what that ugliness feels like. I sure did. Oh, my goodness. It was devastating. I kept studying spiritual teachings and I kept giving myself permission to hold on to grievances, to entertain thoughts of lack and attack, limitation and separation. And so I was deeply suffering because I had no real commitment. I had a commitment to take the classes. I had a commitment to read the books. I had a commitment to letting everybody know that I was doing the work. But I didn't have a commitment to actually doing the real work of letting go of my grievances. And so 
of course I wouldn't want to let anyone get too close to me to know me and see me because they would find out I was a fraud. I was a spiritual phony on a certain level. So I understood intellectually all of these teachings, but I wasn't living the love. I wasn't walking the talk. And it cost me everything that I truly, truly desired. And so when I had the awareness that I was doing this to myself, that's when I really changed my ways. And it was not easy because I really cherished my opinions and judgments. I really valued my grievances. And to a certain degree, I kind of thought my grievances were my true identity. I really kind of thought they were what I was and that I needed them. I really needed them. So, prayer works. It really works. I kept praying to have a healing. I kept praying for liberation. I kept praying to know my true spiritual identity. I kept praying for peace and prosperity. And ultimately, I was able to see that I was the one that was blocking the flow and that I could set myself free. And in fact, that if I would simply change my mind, then I would know that I really already am free. (laughs) That I'm already free. And the only reason I don't know it is because I am choosing to think the thoughts that imprison me. From where you stand, this is Lesson 69, Paragraph 5, from where you stand you can see no reason to believe there is a brilliant light hidden by the clouds. The clouds seem to be the only reality. They seem to be all there is to see. Therefore, you do not attempt to go through them and pass them, which is the only way in which you would really be convinced of their lack of substance. We will make this attempt today. So, it's like the light of the sun is always shining, even when it's cloudy and rainy, and we have an assurance that the sun is there. The light of the world is within you. It's pre-installed in that kingdom. You have to look for it in order to find it. For those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, the truth is already setting you free. So let's place our hand on our heart and know that the truth is setting us free right now and we're sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great week, everybody. I love you. I appreciate you. And I thank God for you.